0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this
1: Thursday, December 29th. I am Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, uh, that's toll free, 844 843 6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O P P O S I T E Picks, P I C K S. Email me, go to the website, oppositepicks.com hit the contact, Scott got and fire away. Well, who's driving the car in Las Vegas? Uh, went to a fight, an NBA game broke out. Uh, lucky Razorbacks win, but don't cover. In Russ, we trust in Denver. Have a seat in Tennessee. Nets, perfect 10. Are all coaches idiots? Uh, LeBron's a baby. Uh, nice job by Ole Miss. Really, nice job. Uh, T.O. talk again. Brady to the Saints, and four down, two to go with our underdog open parlay. We'll get to all those stories, plus phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and of course, opposite pixel coming up on the fastest hour on Sports Grid Radio. Ah, uh, a little NBA last night as we get back into the swing of things after the Christmas break. I know we had Christmas uh, basketball, and then we had the day after basketball in the NBA, but uh, you know, my first day back was yesterday, so that's officially when the world all starts again. Uh, forget about everybody else. So NBA back at it. You know, we tried a little system last night. And it didn't work out. What else is new? 17 and 5, maybe 18 and 4, depending on uh, where you do your shopping. But 18 and 4, 17 and 5 over last night since Christmas in the NBA. Yep. Uh every every game went over on Christmas Day. Then it was what five and one, I think, the, the next day, uh, then seven and three the following day. So I said, Hey, you know what? you don't have to hit me over the head 18 times. I get it. we have to play overs and last night said let's just blanket all the overs eight games we'll play them all well what's the worst that could happen right well, we could go over eight you could uh you didn't you went four and four so maybe the pendulum has, has turned i will say that the numbers last night were just crazy we, we talked a little bit about it yesterday and last night's show uh, you know every, every game was 220 or higher and all but uh three were 230 or higher. I mean, the the numbers you're getting in the NBA for over unders are, are just crazy. So the scoring really hasn't stopped. It's just that you know how life is with the boys in Vegas. They adapt and, and they make sure that you get some unders because they don't want no trends. They don't want all unders. They don't want all overs. They want flat, exactly what they got last night, four and four. So that's what you got last night. Lakers lose, so we're now what twenty one and nine. You want to do it again tonight? I'll look tonight, but I'll be a little bit more skeptical. We'll, we'll look for some overs, see if we can find some in the low 220s, uh, and we'll look into this here in a second. But I, you can't go over, like, 237.5. I mean, th- that's 120, 115 under. You know I mean? that That's just nuts, some of these over-unders. So we'll see if we can find a few, but that'll be our angle one more day. And then if it turns out to be like 3-3, three and three, I think there are like six games tonight, then we just know, okay, it's over. Same thing happened last year. I mentioned that yesterday. I remember talking about this last year, three, four, five days after the Christmas break. And it was after the All-Star break, actually, last year. Same thing. I think these guys, they take a couple of days off and they get rejuvenated. They want to score. No one's playing any defense. So we'll do it one more time. NHL, oh, by the way, just again to show you the difference, like we talked about yesterday, 5-1 and one under. Now 12-4-1 under since Christmas break. Uh, and NHL takes life a little bit more seriously than they do in the NHL, uh, NBA. No, no, no two ways about it. Uh, LeBron loses life night again. Ah, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's just a beautiful thing. And then he's crying afterwards about how he's a winner and he doesn't want to go out like this. I'm a winner. I want to win. And then You're not a winner. You're a loser, LeBron. You're on a team that didn't make the playoffs last year and the way things are going, you're literally not going to make the playoffs again this year. So, no, that makes you a loser. Okay? When you decide that you don't want DeMar DeRozan supposedly, and instead you want Russell West that makes you a loser okay when you get every tom dick and harry head coach fired that makes you a loser okay you are a loser and it isn't amazing these guys he signed a two year some 90 plus million dollar extension this off here he is three weeks later and he's crying about how basically he wants out because they're not winning What a baby. What an absolute baby. I'm a winner. I want to win. Yeah, I want a happy marriage. So good luck with that too, right? I mean, you can wish all you want. You're part of the problem, LeBron. I hate to break it to you, brother, but you're not part of the solution anymore. You're part of the problem. You're one of the reasons why the Lakers are losing. It's not Russ. It's not broken down AD. It's not all the others. You're part of that. You're not having such a great year, and everyone else is struggling. No, numbers are phony. We've told you that a thousand times in the NBA. Everybody in their world can get a triple double or a double double. Uh, forget about the fact he scored 27 points. Anybody could do that in the NBA. If you're playing on a team that gives up 140 like they do, and they're losing games 150 to 130, yeah, you you gotta give You gotta get your 30 points. But that's not winning basketball. We know that. Look at the teams that are winning. They do play some defense. Teams that are losing, Indiana Pacers and the like, are 500 basketball teams. They can't spell defense, let alone play it. And they all have great scoring averages, and they think they're all playing great. They're not. And that's where LeBron falls into that category. What a baby. Crying about being a loser. Lose, 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 lose. Winners coming up next on Opposite Picks.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right,
1: welcome back. It is Opposite Picks right here on SportsGrid Radio Series XM. 159, yours truly sit again, 844 843 Six eight seven nine. You want to follow me on Twitter? Send a tweet. It is at opposite Picks. Email me. Go to the website OppositePicks.com. dot uh, Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Just going over the NBA here. We got a bunch of other things that we're going to get to. Busy, busy day for sure. Uh, So if you want to hop on board, uh, hop on board now, line up, and then we'll get your calls ASAP. Uh, But NBA last night, yeah, so Lakers lose. That's good. Warriors win again, which we'll get to in our uh, open parlay as we had the Warriors as our underdog play of the night. Cha-ching, cha-ching. So we we are four down and two to go. Not bad, not bad at all. Uh, Denver loses last night. Uh, Again, you know, Denver won and covered the other day. Uh, they faced the same team. You remember that little system that we tried? I swear it's amazing. You can't win. You just you just can't win with the boys in Vegas. Uh, although FanDuel did give us a winner last night for free. Um, but yeah, so Nuggets win and cover the other day against uh, Sacramento, and we played that for like two weeks straight. We went literally zero and eight. It was an eight game losing streak, and then I stopped, forgot about it. And then lo and behold, it came up again last night. I didn't even realize it until uh, one of the guys mentioned it. And I was like, that's right. You know what? Denver's playing Sacramento twice, back-to-back. Denver won and covered the first time. Ah, I'm not going to do it. And lo and behold, Sacramento wins last night. Uh, So, although I think they were one-point favorites. So, it might have been a push. They ended up winning 127-126, 40 from the Joker. And Warriors win again. Uh, They're amazing. Nobody's playing. The the whole freaking team is out. And uh, somehow or another, they're able to win again at home. Beat Charlotte the other night, beat the Jazz last night, 112-107. They were trailing most of the way, down 10 after one, as a matter of fact. Uh, you know, down five in the third quarter, uh, led by uh, DiVincenzo with his 19 points. And somehow or another, they're able to win 15-2 and at home. 15-2 and at home, 3-15 and on the road. They're going to be like the Colorado Rockies from two years ago when they had that great home record and, and the worst record in, uh, in baseball on the road remarkable how you can perform uh, it's basketball right are, are the you know are the fans coming down out of the seats to help you play at home versus on the road veteran team you wouldn't think they would be intimidated by the road team uh, you know the crowd and everything but go figure go figure uh pels beat the, uh, the teacups zion goes for 43 put his twinkies down and played well last night bulls beat the bucks i can't believe Milwaukee <clears throat> has lost now twice to chicago they're eight and nine on the road. Are the Bucs. eight and nine? One and six. Their last seven games. Another team great at home, can't win on the road. Although at least they're a little bit better. Greek Freak a monster game. Look at the numbers some of these guys are putting up. And this is what I mean by you know LeBron can put up his twenty-seven, and it, it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't. Now, does he stink? No. You have to be somewhat good to put up twenty-seven. But you you look at the numbers put up last night. Uh, the Joker, 40 points. Lori Market in 29. Zion, 43. DeRozan, 42. Greek Freak, not Greek, 45. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, they're all over the place. Uh, Alec Burks, 32. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, 30. I mean, everybody puts up 30 points in the NBA. There's no, just no defense being played. <clears throat> so, Bulls win by six in overtime, 119 to 113. Uh, game goes over. He beat the Lakers by 14. You got the Hawks winning again 10 straight – or the Nets winning again 10 in a row. Didn't cover as six-point road favorites, but uh, KD with a jumper late in the game, and the Nets have won 10 straight very quietly, very quietly the Nets have won 10 in a row. I can tell you, this was the New York Knicks, you know, when the Knicks had won eight in a row. They were the talk of the town, you know, two weeks ago. Nets, I told you before, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Wiz beat the Suns. uh, that, That was an easy one. Suns playing their third game in four nights. I, I saw that one coming. And a nice win by the Pistons last night, beating the Magic 121, uh, 101. Our Bruins did it again. Nice uh, win at New Jersey. I, I tell you what, I, as a Boston fan, I just hope they're not just, uh, you know, peaking too soon. Uh, 28 4, and 3. So, in essence, 28 and 7. 28 is the best record in the NHL. Win on the road, win at home, win close games, win high scoring games. Man, I tell you what, I'm, I'm starting to think that maybe just maybe they actually can win it all. How about the Penguins last night? Blew a 4-0 second period lead to the Detroit Red Wings losing overtime 5-4. Ugh, they give up two late goals in the third period. They go to overtime and, and then they lose in OT. That's a tough one. That, you, you, boy, I tell you what, you know, we do the in-game live stuff um, at night here. And I don't remember what it was. The Penguins, I'm sure they took it off the board. I don't think you got a money line on Detroit. Maybe, you know, but I bet it was four figures. I, I, I bet it was plus, you know, 100 to one or so if if they did post a number. Down 4-0, nothing, second period on the road against a red-hot Penguins team. I mean, how do you see that coming, right? How do you see that coming? That's one of those that you just tell yourself, all right, you know what? I'm going to bet on every team that's down 4-zip. And all I needed to hit is was one time. Just, just one time. Have it hit, and I'll be a winner. And you know what? Last night was your time. Full, full, full slate of uh, hockey tonight. So as I mentioned, 5-1 and one under last night, 12-4-1 under since Christmas break. All right, football news as we zip through these things. What is going on uh, with, with the Raiders? Benching Derek Carr. I, that, that just makes no sense, right? I, I mean, holy fudge. All right, his contract situation says that if he gets hurt, as all these contracts do, you got to pay him. All right, so they don't want to risk him getting hurt. All right, I, I guess that's the case. You know, what was funny about it is I'm, I'm listening to the uh, – and watching the Josh McDaniels, head coach of the Raiders press conference, talking about the making the move. Jared Stidham's going to play the final two weeks okay we've seen stuff like this happen before and he says Derek Carr is fully on board in fact he's going to help the guys it says he's not going to be a distraction he's definitely going to be you know in with this he's on board he's going to help all the players you know get prepared to uh, sit them in and in in the backup and and then 10 minutes later we find out that Derek Carr has left the team (laughs) like what are you talking about Josh McDaniels you're sitting there 10 minutes earlier saying that Carr is on board with this move and he's not going to be any kind of distraction he's going to help these guys prepare for the game and there aren't going to be any issues and then 10 minutes later the team is announcing oh by the way Derek Carr has left the team because he doesn't want to be a distraction I guess that's what McDaniels meant by how he was going to help out you know, it, it's kind of like addition by subtraction. You know what? My way of helping out? I'm not going to get in the way. In fact, I won't even be around. It's all yours. What a dopey organization. I thought my Dolphin team was in disarray. But this uh, this Raiders team, they don't know if they're coming or going. You know, that they have an option. It was a crazy contract that Carr signed, apparently. We're getting the nuances of it now. But I suppose from what I read, they can get out from underneath the, the more, to, more than $40 million in guaranteed money if they get rid of him before the waiver period, which is the third day after the Super Bowl starts. However, they're not cutting Derek Carr, people. Uh, anyone who writes that, 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 thats just there's no way in the world they would do that. Say what you want about Derek Carr. But you could trade Derek Carr. Right, he's making $35, $40 million a year, which, you know, sad to say is, is the going rate for a halfway decent quarterback. And he is a halfway decent quarterback. Think what you want about him. You may say you'll never win a Super Bowl with him, but you know, you list the top 15 quarterbacks in the NFL, go ahead and give it a try. Derek Carr is going to be in the top 15. All right. There's at least a dozen teams that would want Derek Carr. So there's no way in the world. That the Raiders are releasing Derek Carr. That, that would make no sense whatsoever. They have to actually wait till after the waiver period, after the third day after the Super Bowl. Then they can now trade Derek Carr. So that's what they need to do. Wait until the the you know, this this guarantee period kicks in, and then a team uh can acquire him. So are they really trying to trade Derek Carr? You know, where does that lead Devontae Adams? No, the whole reason he left Green Bay was to go to the Raiders to be with his boy Derek Carr. Would it be a package deal? What kind of package could you get? Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. Now you're talking trade. Now you're talking about whoa, more than a dozen teams lining up for that package. Where would you go? Three number ones, four number ones? Uh, that would be something. That that would. All right, quick little break, then right back to all the uh, NFL talk. Opposite Picks, Sports Grid Radio.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. It is Opposite Picks right here on SportsGrid Radio. How about
1: this one for you? Ready, Dolphin fans. Derek Carr, Devontae Adams to Miami for two Tags and Jalen Waddle. It would be tough to do salary cap wise, but we'll let the we'll let the GMs and the uh, the cap nerds figure all that stuff out. I don't want to give you Ty Hill. I'd rather have Waddle because we're a win now team and Hill is better than Waddle. Uh, salary cap purposes, it would make more sense with Hill. I, I will say that. But would you, as a Dolphin fan, trade two attacks in Jalen waddle for Derek Carr and Devontae Adams? <coughs> I would. Uh, I have no faith in Tua whatsoever. You know, and if you're the Raiders. And you try to start a new thing there, right? I mean, you get rid of Derek Carr, you're going to have to get rid of Devontae uh, Adams. Uh, he sent out an Instagram giving the finger to, to people that are criticizing Derek Carr. I mean, there's just no way in the world he wants to be on the uh, Las Vegas Raiders without Derek Carr there. Uh, wrote out, this man gave everything he had. The reason I'm a Raider, one of the most disciplined and loving people I know, uh, got my brother's back. I don't know why you just can't brother, uh, but okay. Uh, back through whatever. And then he gave up a middle finger sign. (laughs) So he's not being a Raider. So you get rid of one, you're getting rid of both. Tua and Waddle to the Raiders for Carr and Devontae Adams. And if they really, really, really wanted Ty Hill, he's been great. You know, he he really, I I think he's the most explosive wide receiver in the game. But I probably would do that as well. Put Adams and Waddle together with Derek Carr? Oh, yeah. Or how about this? Don't forget where Josh McDaniels came from, New England. Don't forget who he had success with last year, Mac Jones. How about Mac Jones and two number ones? They really don't have a wide receiver. They don't need uh, Stevenson because they got Josh Jacobs. So how about Mac Jones and two number ones for Derek Hard and Devontae Adams? Gotta believe the Patriots would do that deal, right? Uh, they're getting a bona fide uh, quarterback, uh, and they're giving up two number ones. But you know, Carr is better than Mac Jones, and and Devontae Adams is worth at least one number one. So you're gonna cushion the blow a little bit. That's not a bad deal. Again, McDaniel's has worked with Jones. Maybe he thinks he could, uh, you know, resurrect, if you will, his career because he really hasn't had that good of a season this year. Um, that's not a bad deal. Not bad at all. So there's a few out there. That, that's why I say it. there's just no way in the world they're cutting Derek Carr. That, that, that's stupid. They may not want to get him injured, so that's why they're not going to play him. But it's not because of this salary thing uh, that he has. That, that's, that's just not right. All right, Dom in East Rochester starts us off today. What's going on, Dom? How are you tonight or uh, this afternoon? Really, this morning. <laughs>
2: Hi, Scotty. How you doing? Can you hear me all right?
1: Yep, fire away.
2: Okay, because I'm in the uh, wife's car, I'm on her Bluetooth, uh, and you know, you got nothing on me, by the way. When I say the wife's car, she got out of her lease, and she uh, bought the car, and uh, she right. says, Dom, I need 10000 yeah, Dom, I need $10,000 to, <laughs> to, to, to buy the car.
1: Okay. was oh, oh, is that all? So, but, it's her, <laughs> but it's her, yeah, but it's her car. It's her yeah, it's so her car, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's how it is with my daughter and her car. I get the car payments, and she gets the car. Somehow it's her car. Okay.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> amazing. It's a perfect world, amazing. you know. Yeah. Uh, Scotty, I should have stayed home with my mother. I should have stayed with my mother. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. You don't get the, the, the fridge benefits All the with the say,
2: mother. Yeah, people say, yeah, you know, he still lives with his mother, but I'd have $2 million in the bank, Scotty.
1: Yeah. You have more smiles on your face too, right? <laughs> anyway, what's hey, listen, going on listen, I called
2: about LeBron. James. I called about LeBron James, but you know on the trades, uh, you were just talking about the trades. The Dolphins with, uh whoever there, whoever the hell it is, your car. And, um Right. Yeah, you know we're we're guilty when we're fans because uh, you know Yankee fans will say things like, uh, "Listen, uh, we'll trade you Donaldson for." Uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, a Babe Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> you <know>? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you know, you're doing the same thing. I mean, as a, as a, as a Dolphins fan, cause I was thinking, who, you know, if, what if you were, uh, what team is it, by the way? I don't even know who's got car
1: Raiders, Raiders,
2: the Raiders. Yeah. I don't suppose it's the Oakland Raiders anymore.
1: No, Now they're in Las Vegas. Now
2: no. uh, Vegas. Right. So, Anyway, how about if you were a Vegas fan, would you make that deal with the Dolphins? That's the question you gotta ask yourself.
1: Right. It all depends on what they view Tua as. You know, no, yeah, because I, you, I watched Tua but- up close. No, I, I wouldn't because I, right. I know what Tua is. So but you may get right. some dope in the or right. Raider organization that thinks he's the greatest thing in the world. You know, he has shown some ability, he just can't stay healthy, you know. You want to turn the page? You got to bring in some quarterback. Quarterbacks are tough to deal with, so you know it, it's it's whether they're interested. I'll I'll sprinkle a couple of players here or there to get the deal done, but they have to like um they have to like Tua. That that's the thing. Otherwise, yeah. it's a no deal for. Well, them.
2: listen, Scotty, it's, it's Scotty, you you and I know Tua stinks. He stinks. Yeah. So you know, Scotty. Again, I called about James, but I got to ask you a question. Well, I'm thinking about sending it home this week. On Washington against the Browns. But who's going to quarterback for Washington this week?
1: Carson Wentz. Well, he's going to beat the Browns, isn't he? I would think so. I, uh, you know, I was uh, working with uh, Donnie yesterday afternoon, and, and that was one of the lines that I pointed out that didn't make any sense to me. Cleveland's out of it so I I I don't get um and we got to move out of here Dom I got a couple other guys on hold here uh I don't get I appreciate the phone call though um I I don't get why the Washington Redskins potatoes are that small of a home favorite uh over a Cleveland Browns team that's playing for nothing I mean literally nothing outside of just wanting to get some more reps for Deshaun Watson uh, Washington, at this point, is in the postseason. They're not even battling for a playoff spot in that they're actually in a playoff spot right now, and they're only a two-point home favorite. I, After Cleveland lost the way they did to the Saints, there are some strange lines this week. Um, we get a chance we'll run a couple more down here, but there's definitely... The, the, all the motivation you would think would be with Washington, they're at home... And they're going back to Carson Wentz, who I happen to think is better, you know, than, than Taylor Heineke. And they're basically pick him at home. Uh, that, that makes no sense to me. No, no sense whatsoever. <clears throat> Jordan and Phoenix. Jordan, welcome to uh, Ops of Picks. Hey, Scott, how you doing today? Good, Jordan. How are you? Doing well. Uh I got a I just wanted to throw it out there. How about those bowl games last night? Uh Oregon and uh North Carolina. That was a uh, great finish to that game. I had uh Yeah Arkansas minus two and a half. Luckily I was working and uh didn't get to see the end of that. What a crazy finish that was, huh, Scott? Uh you know I- You brought that up, Jordan, because I wanted to get to this. I I don't know if you. I guess you didn't. You said you didn't watch the game, right? So I'll I'll fast forward real quickly. So Arkansas is leading by 24. Game is over, right? They have the football. Does Arkansas up 15? Three and a half minutes left. Deep inside, um, what's his face's territory? So, they fumble the ball, which really was not a, yeah, it was really not a fumble. That They go to review, and I'm thinking, all right, for clear, they're going to overturn it, because you can see the ball uh, in his hands as his elbow hits the ground, yet somehow or another, they rule it a fumble, and, uh, you know, instead of just being able to run out the clock, in essence, uh, they give it back to Kansas. Kansas scores a touchdown, they recover the onside kick, because the Arkansas guys are all just standing there. No one's going to recover the onside (laughs) kick, so Kansas recovers it, they score a touchdown. They get the two-point conversion. Uh, they win the game. Uh, they each score touchdowns in overtime. Uh, Arkansas gets the two-point conversion. Kansas needs a two-point conversion. Their quarterback, to make a long story short, has thrown for over 500 yards and five touchdowns. Over five hundred and five wow. touchdowns. Wow. And then for the two-point conversion, yeah, what do they do? They run a reverse <laughs> to the backup quarterback, and he throws an incomplete pass and they lose the game by two. It's like you oh, have a man. quarterback We're, that is thrown more. for over 500 yards, and you're going to let your backup quarterback, you know, ruin the game for you. Stupid. Hey, Stupid. that is unbelievable. What about uh, Old Miss real quick? We're running these fourth and ones out of the shotgun. What happened to the days where you line up a fullback and you power it right down their gut? Yeah, you know, I gave up on that game with three and a half minutes left. I couldn't take it. The, the final five minutes of that game took like an hour, literally. I, I just, I, I you know, it was quarter to one, and I said, I, I, I can't take it anymore. And I'm sitting on the under too. And I, and I know this is This game's gonna go over. I just know it. I feel it. Uh, the game did end up going under, but yeah, just, just crazy play calling. Just, you know, fourth, yeah, fourth and oh, one. a good day, Scott. We'll call back tomorrow. All right, Larry, appreciate it, man. Uh just, just yeah just not so not so play calling uh, last night. Uh Larry in Las Vegas, uh, Larry real quickly here, welcome to Ops Picks. Hey, how you doing? Long time, first time. Hey, hey yeah, that, aboard, that, Larry. on that Kansas on that Kansas game yesterday last night. The guy was open, the tight end was open like 4 yards deep in the end zone. I don't know what that guy was throwing at. But uh yeah, and he should have run it those in. Well, really he right. could have But talking about those trades, I'm a big Niner fan. Why don't we trade Carr and and, uh, that wide receiver to San Francisco for Jimmy G and Debo Samuel? Ah, not bad, Larry. I'll tell you why you can't do it when we come back. Ops Picks coming up next.
0: LLs know
1: what that music means. Time to take out those patent pencils, get set for the fastest, and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks, and newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one side, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. Ah, just two more days Left of the uh, really threes, we'll give you some for Saturday of the uh, 2022 opposite picks campaign. Here we go, a seven pack. So we're gonna start with Syracuse plus 11 this afternoon. Uh, and another one of those goofy bowl games versus Minnesota. Simple system stupid. Uh, that's what we do here. Bet on double-digit Bulldogs. I've been telling you this for how long. They're 3-0 and after last night's North Carolina cover. Now 50-38 and against the spread the last several years are double-digit underdogs. I'm not sure who's playing or who's not playing for the Orange because this line jumped up a couple of points. But you know what? I don't care if you and I are starting a quarterback. You want to give me double-digit points in a bowl game? Where do I sign? Love Syracuse here, plus 11. Uh, give me a Minnesota minus the 11. Pick number two, Oklahoma, plus 9.5 versus Florida State. Not double-digit uh, points, but uh, as close as can be, right? I know Florida State ended the season on a 5-0 straight-up run, and I know Oklahoma stunk out the joint this year, but it's still Oklahoma getting 9.5 points. Man, that's hard to pass up. Love the Sooners here. Eh, give me Florida State minus the 9.5. Pick number three, NBA, Boston Celtics laying six against the L.A. Clippers. After a rough stretch that saw the Celtics lose five of six, they're back on track. Boston's now won three in a row, 14 and five straight up at home as well. Grabbing them, laying only six points is a steal against a Clippers team It's only 10 and eight on the road, and they got drilled, or they they, they drilled the Celtics rather by 23 weeks ago uh, in that Boston little losing streak. Revenge will be sweet for B, for the Bees. No way in the world they lose to the Clippers twice like that. Love Boston here, laying only six. Uh, Give me the Clippers, plus the six. Pick number four, Houston Rockets plus 11.5 at Dallas. Yeah, rare suggestion on the Rockets, but this is as much an anti-Dallas play as it is a pro-Houston play. Mavs have to be emotionally gassed after their remarkable comeback win versus the Knicks' Tuesday night. They also just beat the Rockets last week, so they're no doubt looking past pitiful Houston here. That's a monster spread, 11-and-a-half, in-state rivalry. You know what? Houston kept it closed last week. They could probably do the same here as well. You know, lose anywhere from 5, 6, 7 points. Love Houston here. Really do get 11 and a half. Eh, Give me Dallas minus the 11 and a half. Pick number five, hockey we go. St. Louis minus a goal and a half versus our favorite whipping boy, the Chicago Blackhawks. Yep, they're back in action. And yes, they did actually win against God-awful Columbus last week, which had lost seven straight. Hawks two and 17, though, their last 19 games with all but two of those losses coming by two goals or more. Love St. Louis here laying only goal and a half. Yeah, yeah, give me Chicago plus the goal and a half. Pick number six, Buffalo, minus 160 versus Detroit. I told you, Red Wings won their Stanley Cup championship last night, rallying from 4-0 down to beat the Mighty Penguins in Pittsburgh. In overtime, no less, no way they have any juice left for Buffalo, even if they can play the game, which uh, you don't know with the weather up in Buffalo. Sabres have to be chomping at the bit to get back out there because they haven't played since December 19th, 10 days ago because of the weather postponement. So if they play tonight, love Buffalo here. Uh, Give me Detroit, plus the 130. Pick number seven, uh, Nebraska, plus four versus Iowa. Cornhuskers aren't great, seven and six overall, but they have some nice wins this year over the likes of uh, nationally ranked Creighton, Florida State, Boston College. Three of their losses have come against ranked teams and Memphis, which no shame in that. They're at home. They're getting four points. I think they win the game outright. Love Nebraska here. Uh, Give me uh, Iowa, minus the four. Opposite picks, we got a seven-pack, a little bit of everything. College football, Minnesota minus 11 versus Syracuse. Florida State minus nine and a half versus Oklahoma. Clippers plus six against the Celtics. Mavs laying 11 and a half against Houston. Blackhawks plus a goal and a half against St. Louis. Red Wings plus 130 at Buffalo. And then Iowa and college basketball minus four against Nebraska. Opposite picks for a Thursday, December 29th. Good luck, folks. And there you go, uh, and we'll post those uh, on the front page of the website. Uh, I think I already did actually last night, oppositepicks.com So uh, I had a suggestion there from uh, from Larry uh, from Las Vegas on the potential move of Derek Carr, and Devontae Adams. That's not bad. Uh, the only problem with that, Larry, he suggested uh, trading for Jimmy G and uh, Debo Samuel. Makes sense, except for the fact that Jimmy G is going to be a free agent, and you can't trade free agents. Uh, they no longer will have his rights. So if they had one, two, three years left on his contract, that wouldn't be bad. But you, you can't create a free agent, and that's what Jimmy G is. So back to the Dolphins and maybe Patriots moves. And I think those two make, make some sense. But that's that's what you need to – you need to find a team that's got a halfway decent quarterback, halfway decent wide receiver. right? They don't need a running back. Um, and you can't trade Carr – and Adams and, and get back a fat offense and defensive lineman. You, you can't do that. You can get draft choices, but you know if you're going to trade for players, it's got to be a quarterback and a wide receiver that you could tell your fan base, all right, we got rid of these two, but we got these two. Or we got rid of these two, but we got four draft choices, so we're going to rebuild. So that's why I think the Dolphin one makes sense. Would I trade for it? No, but I'm a Dolphins fan, and I watch him, and I, I have angst, that I didn't like him from the get-go. <clears throat> but you need to find a team. Whose front office liked Tua and and says, okay, we have seen some good things out of him. We got to keep him healthy. Uh, we'll be a little bit more conservative than what they were in Miami. So yeah, we'll tr- we'll take a you know a flyer on him. Uh, you got him for two years uh, without any money being really paid to him, and uh, if it doesn't work out, well then you got to move on. But you know you have to have something like that uh, if you're going to trade Derek Carr. But I it just I don't think they will. Uh, why are they sitting in them? Uh, you know, maybe they just want to lose games. You know, I I don't know. But to move on from him without trading for a quarterback, let's put it that way. You know, uh, Would you go uh, Ryan Tannehill, Tennessee Titans? I could see them wanting to move on, but they don't have anything on offense that you would want outside of Derrick Henry, and they're not trading Derrick Henry. So, you know, would you go... I mean, that, that, there's really not that much out there. It, that's why I say it, it's hard to fathom a team walking away from Derek Carr. I get it. You're living in purgatory, and I get it after so many years, you just can't take it anymore. But it's not like the head coach has been around for four or five years. What does it say about Josh McDaniels? You could win with uh, Tom Brady. Uh, you could win with Mac Jones, but you can't figure out a way to win with Derek Carr? Really? Very peculiar. Uh, very, very, very strange. So, but, yeah, the Jimmy G team. And football last night, yeah, I, I tell you, I, I'm watching this Arkansas game. And, of course, I'm laying to two and a half. And they're up 18 heading into the fourth quarter. Game's over. Three and a half minutes left. They have the football. They're driving. Up already 15 at that point. Guy fumbles the ball. His elbow, he got flipped over, but his elbow clearly, clearly hit the ground. And they ruled it a fumble. And I'm like, oh, you gotta be kidding me? Candace goes right down the field, scores. They do the onside kick. Arkansas is like a bunch of mannequins all just standing around. They let Kansas recover the onside kick. They score like four plays later. They get the two-point conversion. And all of a sudden, blink of an eye, we're going to overtime. I'm like, what what, what just happened? Both teams scored overtime. Arkansas scores in its second possession, gets the two-point conversion, as you're forced to do. Kansas gets the ball. They score. They're going for two. Quarterback is clearly stopped, but he puts his head down and tries to lean forward, right? A couple of defensive backs come in and try and push him to prevent him from crossing the goal line, and they call helmet to helmet. I'm like, are you kidding me? Helmet to helmet on a quarterback sneak? That that happens every single play in the history of football. You're going to have to hit your helmet if you're you're a running back slash quarterback. I mean, wait, whatever happened to the notion that if you're a quarterback that's running, you're no longer a quarterback when it comes to a a play like that. Instead of the game being over, not that it would have mattered because Arkansas was only up two, but they uh they end up uh saying helmet to helmet hit, so so it's no good. Redo redo the uh the uh overtime, uh, you know, the extra two point conversion. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. You've got to be kidding! That play is never, ever, ever, ever called. So, and it was the same replay of people that ruled that a non or ruled it a fumble. So, I can't even blame the officials on the field, you know, more so than the the review people. So, down two, I got a quarterback who's thrown for five hundred and forty-four yards and five touchdowns. Five hundred yards and five touchdowns. And what does the head coach do? He takes the ball out of his hands, gives it to the backup quarterback in a reverse option pass, and he throws it incomplete, and they lose the game. And I'm like, are you stupider than a boxer rocks or what? You're taking a quarterback who is thrown for over 500 yards and five touchdowns, and you're taking him, in essence, out of the game? You're going to let the backup quarterback, who did play some this year when uh, Jalen Daniels got hurt, but you're going to you're gonna put it in his arms. Two-point conversion. What an idiot. Whoa, what, 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 just unbelievable. These coaches, I, I tell you, they couldn't coach their way out of a paper bag. I swear to God. When it comes to game nuance and deciding what to do and what not to do, you got to be kidding me. You, you got to be kidding me. On a, a two-point conversion try, game is on the line. You got a quarterback that's thrown for nearly 1,000 yards, and you're going to take the ball out of his hands and give it to the backup to decide the game. Wow. Even with the official's help, Candace couldn't win. But they got the cover. Oh, that's a tough beat. Up 18, fourth quarter with the ball, driving three and a half minutes left, and you find a way not to cover that game. Man, that, that would hurt. That That would hurt for sure. Uh, as as a better that, that one did, and I had the under. It w- would have been a perfect under play. Three unders again last night or yesterday. Unders continue to dominate. I you know it's going to flip somewhere along the line. I don't know when the the overs are going to start coming in, but right now, bowls favorite seventeen and eight straight up, eleven and fourteen against the spread. Over unders eight overs sixteen unders. With one push. Favorite and unders hit seven times. Underdog and under is hit uh nine times. Those are the two most common. Open parlays, real quickly here. We we're running late today. Uh we hit last night with our underdog with Golden State winning. Four down, two to go. We're up to three hundred and fifty-one dollars. We picked up a nice two ten last night and change, uh, hitting on Golden State at home. So, where are we gonna go today? You ask. Ah, that's the question. Let's look at the lines real quickly. Do we like anything in college football? I do. You know what? I think Washington's going to beat Texas. Hey, this Texas team stinks. I'll take Washington plus one twenty-six. We're up to three hundred and fifty-one dollars and twenty-five cents. So three fifty-one point two five. If we win, slash when we win. Uh, we'll be uh, making $442, so we'll be over $800. So Washington plus 126. We'll do the other ones when we come back in play sports, or uh, opposite picks, Sports Grid Radio.
0: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. All right, let's wrap up
1: shop here. A couple things. First up, Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel uh, telling the media yesterday that Teddy Bridgewater is in line to start the game against the Patriots Sunday which means that you know it's not a foregone conclusion are they actually seriously leaving the door open for two Tags to play after suffering his 15,000th concussion I don't know if that's just a strategic thing they don't want to just tell definitely that New England it's going to be Teddy Bridgewater but there, there's no way in the world right that they would play two Tags. they can't be that crazy Uh, Denver interim head coach uh, Jerry Rosberg saying that Russell Wilson will start the Broncos' final two games. Tennessee tonight against Dallas, that lines up to 13 and a half. Tennessee is starting nobody, nobody but nobody. Here's the dumb thing about it, is they are starting their rookie quarterback, Malik Wills, who figures to start the postseason, I I guess. Uh, But, you know, you're putting him in in a team that no Derrick Henry, no wide receivers, no linebackers, no defense. You know, I don't know if the offensive line is starting or not, but they they better. Otherwise, this guy's going to get killed. I mean, I understand waving the white flags, but you you can't just leave the players that are playing out there, you know, uh, sided. I mean, the right tackle's not playing. Tannehill's not playing. Uh, Dallas can name its price tonight. That's it, a tough bet. Uh, it, it really is. To has been in contact with the Dallas Cowboys. Wants to play again. We hear this every year. Every 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 six months, the story comes up with To. He's 49 and he hasn't played since 2010. 13 seasons. Right? I mean, I've uh, been in contact. Yeah, you know, he's been in contact uh, with the Dallas Cowboys and other NFL teams more than I have been with my wife. Brady to the Saints rumors. How about that? How about Brady and Sean Payton? They share the same agent, Don Yee. Brady's going to be a free agent. Payton supposedly is uh, putting word out that he wants to come back. Would they fire Dennis Allen after one year? Don't know. Nice job by Lane Kiffin last night, Ole Miss. Uh, He put a decal mic for Mike Leach on all his players' helmets. He admired him, so, uh, you know, in a strange, shorter way, I'm getting to appreciate Dlean Kiffin, believe it or not. I think he's done a halfway decent job. So that'll do it for us. We'll talk to you later on tonight right here on Sports Grid Radio.